Welcome to the Crank and Surf podcast with Craig Tonks and Miles Nidri. Welcome back to episode three of the Crank and Surf podcast. I am Craig Tonks and with me as always... Miles Nidri, how you doing? <laughs> hey, uh, last week we got away up the coast. How good that was, was that? That was really cool, yeah. Three days in uh, Albar, surfing at the saltwater point. Yeah, we got got some waves and tried some different boards and had a bit of fun. Yeah, and with the ice hockey players from a few from Perth and a couple of the imports from the North Stars and some breakthrough um, performances, I thought, um, from a couple of the lads. <laughs> it definitely was. Oh, Francis Droulet from Canada, um, getting a couple of good rides, especially on your MR. Yeah, first time on, ever on a fiberglass board, and he, the photos that uh, you took were epic. That was uh, really cool. Come up really good, yeah. Right, well, the big the big stories at the moment in the WCT. Actually, before we start that, we'll we'll do our usual opener. Money no option dream board. Oh, I, I always struggle with these. Like just like the top five for your music <laughs> and your top five for your. It'd be like picking your favourite wave. It is, yeah. Um, so you, you, the, the easiest one for me would be go, I'll just get another MR and be, get one fully sprayed and things like that. But I've got enough boards for a mark. So I think I'd have to lean towards a Phil Myers um, 10 channel, six foot six pin tail single fin. Oh, actually, this is getting, you're going to laugh at this. I put down a free flight Phil Myers 10 channel, blue and back, black. Six four by twenty one. Oh, you go. So we're, we're we've actually much got on the, the same, same board as our dream boards. Well, I uh. saw <laughs> I saw one on his um, Instagram feed the other day that had I think it was red on the insides of the channels and it was dark black somewhere yep. else. And I don't not that I'm a big favorite big fan of black boards because of the the heat, but that looked like a red back spider. I yeah. think that's pretty special. So. Well, I like the black and blue ones. Similar yeah, to, look, to yeah. Dave Chung's. Yeah, he's got a, a great. Uh, 10 channel free flight yeah. um, but I've seen he's made he's made some for so many people uh, Nick Carroll got one uh, there was trying to think who the other one was oh Brad Gerlach yeah, yeah living in Australia in his, in his feet yeah so he got one as well but yeah we're, that's funny we both put down the same same dream board of money is no option board but while we were up the coast, um, when I borrowed your 6.4 round tail single fin that had the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Shana and staff in I got talking to a guy in the lineup because I noticed he was on a McCoy, and it just got me thinking. I'm here. I am on a on a on a staff in single fin, and there's a guy in the water with a McCoy. Sitting next to him, McCoy. It got me got me into a conversation. He turned out to be from South California, and and he's got a few um, McCoys, and he was riding Shane Haran's new fin, which is that really oh, crazy sort of square, almost yeah, yeah. D shaped, upright, completely. But just like Shane's um, designs, really out of the square. Um, and he's he was riding those ones, so yeah, I guess you could even go back and say, as your backup board, is get get a McCoy, get a get a. Look, a McCoy, a McCoy would be a good board. Mm. Uh, obviously, a lot of people's dream boards are, are laser zap. Yeah. Um, look, interesting. I don't know if I'm getting too big for those, but uh, <laughs> does it, yeah, does it get I, a bit if I was going to go single fin, it'd be a toss up between a channel bottom. Um, from Phil and uh, and a laser zap retro from 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 Jeff, yeah, yeah, he does make a good board. But um, I think your fins you're talking about. I'm just uh, I actually have the internet today, so the EZ threes. I think are the fins. Yeah, that we're, yeah, we're and he does about. them in a tri and he does them in a quad. Yeah, and I'm seriously thinking about uh, wouldn't mind getting a set just to see how they go. Yeah, yeah, EZ threes. They're yeah. a new fin uh, designed by Shane Haran. Um, supposed to go through the water faster, shorter distance from the leading edge to the trailing edge, so quicker release. Be interesting. He, yeah. He's always been at the forefront of fin design. And usually show. outside this box as well. So yeah, if going running against the grain of what everyone else is riding has definitely been his forte. Yeah. Which I've never minded. That's my whole sort of thing of shaping is to just try stuff that's different that's why i've made a few stingers and different things a few 80s boards and 70s boards and you know if you don't don't make them don't try them you never know do you yeah yeah <laughs> and then i think if we were i know we sort of had one there but i'd have to sit sit back and go because we're old school and i'm getting older a simon anderson um replica um trifin of one of the ones he made back in the day and he's got nice. he's got i think he calls them the heritage season um yep. series 
So yeah, so I couldn't get a top top three, uh, top not top one. I've got a top three. So I got a top three. So there you go. Phil Myers, Blazers <clears throat> at Simon Anderson um, uh, Heritage. There's my there's my three picks. Yeah, definitely. As I said, for me, it was the free flight ten channel. Uh, I think if I wanted other boards, definitely would be a McCoy Lasers app, but it'd have to be around the 6.4. I don't think I can go anything under 6.4 these days. And if I had a third one, I'd probably go a 10 and country, the Martin Potter board. Oh, yeah, with the, the green with the and green, yellow. Green and yellow. Which um, Gunther Ron has done yeah. a few uh, recently like that, and he's done them under the local motion brand as yeah. well, and they look amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> great boards. Yeah. It's funny, a lot of a lot of us, we, we, we tend to go back to early stuff in the 80s, don't yeah. we? And we go, geez, that were good boards. Though then again, I just saw on Mick Fanning's Instagram feed earlier today, he's just got a new quiver of boards from, from DHD, and they're all all uh, sprayed up with light, with um, lightning bolts across oh, them. I saw and that, it filled yeah. his back, shit, back lawn up. And I think I put a cheeky little comment. I'll tell you what, your sport for choice. Which one would you decide <laughs> yeah, to ride first? What, I, I don't what, know how do you, you come to that. What do you do? Yeah. How to be in that position, eh? Oh, it'd be a great position to be in. Uh, talking WCT, uh, we finished up in Rio. Uh, Felipe Toledo beat Geordie in that one, yep. which was quite interesting. Uh, the women, Sally defeated Carissa Moore. Good result for Sally. Great result for Sally. Yeah. It sort of bumped her up the uh, the rankings, and she's actually in the number one spot. Yeah, now, wearing so. the, the gold jersey. Yeah, going into but the next the, one. Uh, so Keely Andrew came third in the women's, and she was an injury replacement. So mm. that's really good for her. And in the men's, uh, Frederica Moraes, he came third, and he's also an injury replacement. So, but he gets a call up for Jay Bay because the big news for WCT is John John's possibly out for the season with ACL. Well, he just had surgery, so that's official. Yeah. He won't be back this year, that's for sure. So, yeah. yeah I, I watched the footage the other day of that because I remember watching it live and they like, there was some sort of um, kick out they did and, that, and on the Coaster Watch feed they were saying that it was a pretty innocuous little, little sort of thing that happened that actually ruptured it, but um, maybe it was just long... Uh, just a combination just a of things. Just yeah. You've only got to have a knee in the right spot. Mm. So I was talking about this the other, last night when we were doing some show prep and the amount of airs and stuff they're doing now, you're seeing a lot more ankle and knee injuries in surfing than what we used to see well, previously because mm. the airs, the, the force of landing is actually a lot harder than what people think it is. Yeah. But I think I did read somewhere that John John had had a partial tear of that on that ligament anyway because it was sort of described about it and he rehabbed it and avoided yeah. the surgery and you wonder i think he had some consultation with quite a few specialists and someone one or two of them did say he probably should get the surgery done but Definitely. a couple said no don't do the surgery do the rehab and i guess for the average guy you could probably get away with the rehab and that sort of stuff but when you're going at the elite no, level you've got to get the surgery um he's he's it's I guess that's a risk you take. You never know. You could, it could be fine, but then you re-rupture it and you're out again. So, anyway, speedy yeah. recovery, and let's hope to see him back better. Uh, he'll definitely be back, but just it's thrown open the title race this year because uh, John John was obviously leading, um, and that's really started to open up the um, the tour because you've got um, Kali Adino on twenty seven thousand six hundred seven hundred and sixty points, and then Felito at twenty seven one ninety five. Yeah. So they're really close. That's yeah, going to be some, so, some good battles. So Jordi and uh, Filippo have um, jumped up a bit, but that's a three-step um, climb for, for Toledo, so that's a great result. And we were talking about that in the previous one, about yep. um, Filippo needing a result from for, for the, the world title race, and that's definitely yeah. um, given him a jump start. And obviously losing John John, that's a, that opens it up to a... A great deal. And believe it or not, I even had uh, Felipe in my fantasy team. So. Hey. <laughs> That's a first. You'd, <laughs> have, you'd always be a threat in his, in his home country, though, you'd have to say. But... Oh, definitely. And definitely. remember what he did in Jeffrey's Bay last year, so let's see let's see how he goes in Jeffrey's this year. Well, this is very interesting with Jeffrey's Bay. So, obviously, John John's out. Um, so that opens up a little bit. Now, Slater's in seventh, Medina's in eighth. This is a really good opportunity for both of them, really, 
to put some points on the board. Mm. That can be very interesting. Now, I did read, I did read an article that Tracks put out. It was an online article, and it says whoever wins this season should have an asterisk next to their name because John John's out, and I think that was absolutely way off the mark for Tracks mm. because I think part of being an athlete and competing is you've got to have your boards, mm. you've got to have your mental game right, and you've got to be physically right. And I think it doesn't matter who gets injured, you can't, it doesn't taint whoever wins the yeah. World Championship this year. I thought it was a pretty bad call for Tracks to say that. And all the comments were basically saying the same. Is, you know, it's not tainted. If mm. someone gets injured, if he had surgery a year ago, would it be in a different spot now? Would he still be... Yeah, good to go. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I don't, I don't think it's it's tainted. Yeah, I think you, that's... you could say the same when uh, Kelly had his time off off the circuit, sure. yeah, and the people were saying um, that any any world title with him when he was having his rest in the early early thousand two thousands was it less of a title because Kelly's not on the tour? But you've, there's a lot of talent to bring the <laughs> title a lot on, of you know. And Kelly got in, Kelly's been injured before, and it's yeah. affected his titles, but. Yeah, I think that's a that's a tough call to say that it's it's a it's an asterisk beside it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talent just, there to win. I just thought it was so wrong. I mm. thought whoever wins it, it's just that's nah, it's wrong. Yeah. But other news coming out just like today, it came out this morning. Coco Ho's done an MCL, and she's going to be out as well for basically they don't know mm. what how long. But the interesting thing, Sage Erickson comes back in as an injury replacement now Sage is a great surfer she dropped off the tour last year um, this is a really good opportunity for her to get some points maybe to do a Mikey from last year yeah and yeah, um, qualify get, through an injury yeah, replacement yeah. yeah that's definitely someone's loss is another person's gain as they say and it can right open up a, a field of opportunities yeah like Coco was on fire she was surfing well some of the, the heats that I was watching at the previous contest um she was looking really really good uh it's always a shame when, when injury comes into it it is so say just done two events this year um she did the first two events and now she'll probably get oh, i don't say an mcl i haven't sort of looked at the rehab on that but um usually wouldn't think it'd be a quick recovery uh so that gives sage a really good chance to uh pile some points on mm. to try and crack now get back onto the tour so yeah so she is she is out sage is in Opens it up again. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in the WQS, the Bolito Pro was held, or the women's was held uh, in South Africa. So the women's was a 1,000, the men's is a 10,000. Now, the women's was won by Sarah Baum. Baumy, who spends a bit of time around Newcastle on the Central Coast, her first professional win. So That was a great result for her. She was really stoked. Um... Yeah, I sort of sent her a message and sort of said, you know, how does it feel? And I think for her, being from South Africa, she was there with family, friends. Um, it, was, it was a big moment for her. Um, she was just stoked. The, the surf was pumping. She had family there, friends there, and she just, yeah, she's, yeah. she's so stoked. And I'm really, really sort of happy for yeah. her that she's awesome. broke through. But the best thing for her now, leading into the US events, the 6,000 and the 10,000, it gives her a better ranking, uh, but it oh, also gives her rounds, confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Confidence is that massive one now going into. Well, that breakthrough win would give you a big, a big boost, and to do it in your home, in your home country, in front of your family and your friends, I, you couldn't ask for a better, a better first win, could you? Pretty huge, that's, isn't that's it? That's amazing. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a fairy tale. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. But she, yeah, she's been doing a lot of surfing around now. She's actually surfed at Redhead a bit. You can see yeah. her out there every now and again. And um, mate, she's she's carving it up. But yeah, really stoked. She's um, she got a good result there. Um, but yeah, going into the to the the Vans US Open and the it's a Nissan Supergirl Pro now. Mm-hmm. Massive confidence boost that you can sort of mix it. And she she put away some good surfers too, which is yeah. For sure. It's quite interesting. She's done really well. So that puts her up to like 39th place on the QS. But as I said, uh, confidence. Mm. So in the men's Bolito Pro, we're up to halfway through round six. So I got called off last night because it was lack of swell. Um, so Newcastle, Morgan Sibley, he's into round seven, which is really good for him. Yep. 
he's, he's done really well. Uh, that'll be really good points for him and yeah. confidence as well. Yeah, he's been dropping some good clips because um, I follow him obviously on Instagram and he works at Slimes as well. And yeah. Uh, yeah, some of the clips I've been watching of him of late, he's been really, really good. He's looking sharp and, and um, he's riding Will Weber's boards. Shout out to Will there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, really exciting times. It'd be nice for him to get up there and get and, and Could climb we, a few a bit, bit of the rankings for sure. Could we see, uh, you got Jack O. Baker and Morgan, like two Newcastle boys, could you see another thing where you've got like the Luke Egan and Matt Hoy, where you've got those two crack onto the tall while Ryan's there? Uh, yeah, That'd be huge. Now, that would be awesome. I was just talking to Hoyo on Tuesday at um at the at Merriweather. Just they'd be just had a walk with the hockey players from Newcastle Random Merriweather and Hoyo just oh, yeah, got out yeah. of the water and I hadn't seen him for a while. So yeah, interesting. Be very interesting. So the QS is. Uh, Really starting to heat up, especially moving to the the US League. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting to see some big big names are in action last night, um, in the Bolito men's. Uh, two big knockouts were Connor O'Leary and Matty Wilkinson went out in one heat, mm. which was tough. But um, there's some younger Aussies um, doing really well there. Cool. Interesting. Hopefully the waves improve and uh, <laughs> yeah, hope so. Doesn't turn into a. A waiting period that that runs out of options, and they have to put them into the into whatever put them out in the one foot slot. Yeah, it's like we're running out of time, great, boys. It, but... Well, apparently that kicks off in six minutes from from now. So mm, while, we're, okay. while we're recording, yeah. So quite interesting. Mm. Uh, look, just a little bit I threw in, um, and it's probably probably close to to my heart is that I, I threw up on one of the. Facebook groups, the backyard board makers. Why people, why who, if they think that the backyard surfboard making is on the rise, because uh, obviously I'm a backyard surfboard maker. I make them down in my shed. So I threw it out there and I thought, you know, is backyard surfboard making on the rise? Yeah, well, that was an interesting um, subject to bring up because talking to that American guy at Old Bar last week, yep. I mentioned that I was riding one of your boards. It was my first time riding it, first time on a staff fin. And, um, and he mentioned that. He said, it's a, isn't it refreshing that surfing's starting to break out a little bit? Not everyone's riding the stock standard boards. Everyone's starting to experiment yeah. a little bit more. And I'm all for it. I think, it's, um, I think life's too short to ride the same surfboard all the time. I think it'd be great to have... Uh, well, you can't play around a golf with only one club, so you should yeah, have a few true. more. You should have a few different boards, but yeah, don't be afraid to ride something outside of the square. I think I, I think it's a, a great concept to yeah and support a guy that's uh, that's a, that's in your backyard, and you never know you might as they say those magic boards pop up every now and again, and it, they can they can be oh, somewhere look. that you might not be looking at. And backyarding is interesting because like I've made a couple of absolute horrors. <laughs> we will we'll, we'll do it um but you know in the days where they're saying you know hand you know hand shaped boards are, you know on the way out because of these big factories in china and thailand and i think it's helped given rise to the backyards like obviously you've still got your big factories yeah and you've yeah. got lost on the gold coast yeah uh, the and the js's and all those yeah guys. so you've got yeah. still got the big yeah. factories Locally here in Newcastle, you've still you've got uh, Steel Lewis Designs SLD, mm-hmm. who does a lot of glassing under another company, Dustin Glass. Through, he does all the ones for for Brown for Bennett. Um, he's done some some Webers. Um, he does Peter McCabe and Sam Egan now. He glasses yeah. all those boards. Mm-hmm. So you've still got the the factories, but you look at the people who now are shaping at home. Uh, Peter Shirley is a good example yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Pete McCabe was I'm not sure where I think he's shaping out of Paul Parks now. yeah yeah I was going to mention Parksy down at yeah. Redhead uh, being another another local local business down there and yeah. and uh, Parksy puts out terrific surfboards oh, as fantastic. well and um, I think the beauty of talking to someone that actually shapes your boards the feedback you can give them and the, and the input that you can both have yeah um, I pers- my personal opinion is you, if you can um, get on board with a, a shaper that you that you've had success with with boards in the past, and you can just open that dialogue there because that's the path path right. We're not all going to be like Mick Fanning and get a, a 
backyard full of surfboards every now and again so you might have to tweak them up takes a lot of time small steps and things like that when you're dropping your 800 or whatever you yeah. coin that you're going to drop it's a big um gamble for the average guy to say well i'll take a risk and i'll do this but um don't be afraid to have a look at those demos there's a lot of fact, a lot of shops um true and and that have demos there and um you know often you can um, put a deposit down at 40 bucks to hire it for the day and if yeah. you and if you buy one they'll take that 40 bucks off off, off the, the price, purchase yeah. price but i think yeah if, if you're not sure where to go with your with your boards um try before you buy if it's possible you know yeah. and, and go something out outside the square ride a quad if you haven't ridden a quad ride a try if you don't normally ride a try or go for a single well, change I your tails still tails love up. still love surfing single fins i i, I enjoy them rode them when i was a kid in the so the early 80s, uh, really before trifins really sort of took yeah. off. And I, I've just enjoyed, I've enjoyed surfing single fins. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've right. made a few and and um, they're good fun. So I, I threw the true question onto the Backyard Surfboard Shapers Facebook page. And one of the guys, or one of the admins said, Gary Ahern said that he was a, a bodybuilder and his weight would kept changing. Mm-hmm. So he was into the situation, well, I don't want to keep buying new boards. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he shaped 40, 43 boards, I think he said, which mm-hmm. is pretty similar to where I'm at. Yep. But I think one of the main things is it, it you, you, shape, you get an idea in your head and then you'll make the board and then you go, oh, I probably could have changed that a little bit or tweaked that or pull that tail in a little bit and then you go on to the next board. But, mm. um, it's good to see like people like Gary have really love shaping and you know they're not professional they haven't got a big shop they just started making their own boards which is really what i did just started making my own boards and well that's how it started back in the day when there wasn't many shapers back in the day and everyone used to do their own and uh, you know there was a flurry of them all over the 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 world all over australia just guys shaping their own boards and that young and and is it on the rise again i'd like to see it i think it's I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, people down the shed mowing some foam. Yeah. Obviously, um, yeah, glassing's another thing altogether. That's yeah. A, that's a... yeah. I think we've got to have a shout out to the glasses and the sanders because they, they might oh, have they, Absolutely. Because yeah. as they say, a shaper can make a terrific board, but a glasser and a sander can, can make and break that shape as well. If it's... Well, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. My uh, duels does mine at SLD, and I can say that they always come back perfect. Mm. Uh, the reason I don't glass at home anymore is because I do board repairs and it's just too dusty, too yeah. dirty. So I've moved away from doing that and I get them glassed in there at Dustin yeah. Glass at Carrington. And, um, you know, I get, you're getting the your, your, your fins are done, your FCS, I use Fusions generally, yeah, yeah. Uh, occasionally FCS2s mm-hmm. and sometimes Futures. But they'll do the, put the fin boxes in, they'll glass it. Yeah. Um, when it comes back to me, I still sand it and do the gloss coat. Yep. Yeah. Um, if it's for the boards for someone else, I'll do a gloss coat. If it's for me, I often won't gloss coat it. Yeah. I'll actually just sand it, wet and dry it, and it's good to go. Yeah, that's pretty much. I've been on that path for, or oh, I can't remember the last time. I think the last time I had a fully polished board was when they when that was still didn't cost you much to get it done. It's still the thing when they when they started putting an extra fifty, sixty bucks or whatever because <laughs> time's money, as they say. But when they started charging you uh, for yeah. your for your gloss, as much as I liked them. I've just gone back to the how they come, you know, the pro finish sort of, sort of look. Yeah. I like it. I like them. And the best thing is, if the board gets really grubby, you just get some wet and dry out, hit mm. it again, and you've you got a clean yeah. board. And that is the the issue with the full gloss board. If you do, you need to they you, age you, you, a lot yeah, more. Yeah, you got to buff them up and stuff too. So they, they, I like the look of them though. I must have nothing beats a nice glossy board as far as much showing the old school there again. But uh, you can always buff them back up again. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now, going back to something that was interesting in Rio was Chris and Moore's board. Uh, you'll see on Instagram and on the internet, there's these little black fins. Oh, yeah. Down yeah, the tail yeah, of the board. Yeah. Now, they're from what they call, it's called Mink Systems, M-I-N-K mm. Systems. And I've actually been in touch with them. So I sent them a message and said, hey, what's what's mink systems like what do they do so they're just these little fins that stick on the bottom of your board uh, i think chris had four or five across the bottom now what they're designed to do and this is from from mink systems their website hasn't gone live yet so they're still basically using instagram is they provide lift at low speed 
Uh, it increases stability at high speeds. So lift at low speed, um, stability at high speeds. Now remember we were saying that W in Margaret River and WA, like some of the boards are right on the edge, you can yeah, see them. Yeah. Uh, possibly could be something that would assist in keeping them probably a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. It's designed to maximise drive and grip without any extra drag. And they promote uh, a more linear flow off the tail of water for a smoother ride. So you just put up a picture there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that comes down to, remember, uh, on some of the uh, the early twin fins, we used to have issues with them spinning out. Yep, um, yep. There was a, uh, that was one of the main reasons why Simon Anderson went down the tri-fin route because he struggled with the, with the twins. Yeah. Um, but some of the twins that were around back in the day did, were prone to doing it. And, but I think if you had a, a twin with a certain type of tail, which is generally, we're going back to Mark Richards there, the, the, yeah, yeah. the, the wing swallow for me seemed to work the best. I have ridden a couple of um, rounded pin uh, older twin fins back in the day and, and I never felt, felt they went as well as the swallows. But... Uh, no, then they put, started putting work. the stabiliser fin into the into there to stabilise them up. So it's uh, and then what did Kelly Kelly had those little um, those little that little button thin on his on his quad fin. So he had a quad fin set up oh, yeah, and yeah. then put a little fifth little fin in there just to give it a little bit. So that's probably a similar sort of vein as this. But I think it's awesome that uh, the industry still looking for new things and mm. in, the, in the days of sort of you know aerodynamics and different yeah. things that there's there's still little things that can be developed in the industry to yeah. um basically yeah. increase the performance of a board so are they actually stuck uh, glassed into the board are they like, no they, they, like they stick on stick so on, yeah. in some of the pictures you'll see where they've just drawn pencil lines mm-hmm. and what they've done is um just they're stuck on yep so obviously like a 3M adhesive or something yeah. like that. Uh, and they go down the bottom of the board. So yeah, most of those ones have got four. Mm. But um, yeah, look, really interesting. And obviously once the pros throw stuff on like that, um, the general public follow. Yeah, well if it's something that you could add to your board without having it glassed on, you could you could take them off as easy as you could put them on. So yeah, yeah definitely. We've no different to deck grip really. Yeah. If it's a yeah. 3M sort of... Um, mm stick yeah. then there'd be no dramas with yeah. you could take them off a bit of wax and grease and you'll clear the the residue off mm. but um yeah really interesting to see new developments yeah yeah no all right i mean there's so many things that can go into it into it with like we were just talking about shana ann's different fin systems that yeah. he's using and different ideas and the, the, the obviously the star fin and that sort of thing so um there was a the dimpled fins that came out a while ago as well that, that yeah sort of similar they're using golf ball technology yeah. have, what, what makes a golf ball travel further with the dif- differences in the dimpling and things like that so they've incorporated that into it as well I do remember so. the old in the 80s also early 90s late 80s the turbo fins mm. and they were like um a little bit of a the outer fins on the tri fin were sort of kicked in towards the yeah top. they were really really curved yeah they were a, a, a different design as well yeah interesting the new technology yeah, it's um as i said it was really good thank you mink systems for getting back to me as yeah, well yeah nice one i sort of said look we're we're recording uh the pod and um you know we this is new technology and we'd love to know about it and you know as i said they they got back to us which was awesome so thank you to yeah, them to we're only a little pod and we're only three episodes in but they they still sort of had enough uh sort of professionalism to get back to us and say hey this is our product thanks for mentioning it sort of thing yeah which was cool happy to help them out yes now i was watching flicking around on youtube yesterday and found a little series for John John Florence called 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously he wears number 12. Yep. So really good. It follows him in 2017 um, on the world tour. So it starts from sort of event one and, and follows right through. And um, if you get a chance, I think it's a seven part series. Yep. And they only go for about 12, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely worth checking it out. Yeah. Um, but oh, I thought it was great. I just I hadn't seen it before, and I don't know if it's just been released or if it's been around for a while. Yeah. But it just popped up on YouTube, and I thought, oh, let's give this a crack and have a listen. And yeah. have you got a link that we can put up on the on the? Yeah, no, yeah. definitely can. Yeah, so definitely I, that's can. what we do. Yeah, just whack it back on there. Because often, the often when I'm 
um, having one of those early mornings where you can't sleep. Yeah, you wake yeah, up yeah. early and your brain starts ticking over and you're on YouTube. It's, there's so much to, <laughs> to watch on YouTube that uh, you, can, you can go down um, all different ways of you know, comedies and old movies and old video clips oh, and things with, um, the surfing side of things is good there as well but um i must admit looking on your facebook feed you're often getting things from all the, the various um online um yeah. magazines so there'll be a different clip from tracks or surfing magazine or all those sort of those ones the inertia i find up follow a lot inertia's great yeah um coaster watch often has new new bits and pieces on there and i guess um swell net too so there's lots of lots of things you can you can check yeah, I remember out we were looking at inertia last week because we're looking at that um the, well, the sort of artificial wave that they can make in a lake yeah and we yeah, were having yeah. a read of that article when we we're away and um, mm. yeah actually inertia has some really good articles yeah um, definitely recommend that so while we're talking, I'm just scrolling down my Instagram and there's a Tokoro uh, board up on his Instagram with uh, a swallow tail with four belly channels. It looks very nice. Yeah, and you notice that the, the channels are actually angled out Yeah. from close to the stringer and then they angle out um, mm. definitely towards the, the, the ends of the swallow there. So it's actually angling outways where a lot of the channels generally run straight down. You tape it up and then you... You run it. You run your file yeah. straight down. So that's yeah, it's a beautiful board. Mm. And the bio here is it's for a 68 year old surfer who still rides a short board. It's 32 and a half liters and it's a 510 by 20 and a quarter by two and five eight. So I hope I'm still riding a. I don't even ride a 510 and I'm 52. So I, I that's even, amazing. No, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what liters are. I think the liters are something that's come along with CAD programs and shaping machines. And when you hand shape. Um, the yeah. only thing I use is electric planer. Everything else is by hand. Yeah. So I, I don't know liters. I don't know how they work it out. But obviously, it's a CAD program thing. Yeah, where you can yeah. work the, out the display. I think the beauty of the leader, leaderages on your boards is um, you can get a level of leaderage. Like say, for example, thirty-two liters seems to work for you, uh, for your body size. Mm. Um, then you can play around with shapes and lengths and bit come back to that thirty-two liters. So you you can go shorter and shorter yeah. and, and keep that leaderage in then but uh, that's that's one way of looking at it i i was a bit on the fence for quite some time but i still now that now that they're they're in there i do factor it in a little bit but okay. it's not really what i i look at i don't sort of look at um leaderage as the, as the be all or end all there was one experiment i had a few years ago where i got a five foot six but it was in the leaderage that i'd ride in a five nine yeah and um for me personally it didn't work didn't for me. Work. You're I, a bit um, taller too. I I could paddle the board. I could catch waves, but I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, so it was uh, that was an experiment. So I actually bumped back up. I, I went from five six to five eight. Yeah. Um, on a board. So how many how many liters were you looking? That was at? probably in that. I, I sort of was. I pro- the last few years I've gone up and back up again. I've actually gone back. I went I went from riding five elevens and six O's on standard boards and down to to five eights and the five six just five, got a little six, bit too geez. small yeah it's um <laughs> for me I, I, like i said i just it <laughs> just, days just couldn't quite get it to work and i think it was mainly the rail in the water i think it might have been yeah. the, the rail in the water i could surf it um and stand up but i couldn't what are, get it to the, it. The, does the thickness still come into it for that because yeah it was still two and three eights okay. um it was it was a it was like a fish style board so it was yeah. like a puffer five that mark rode um and it was back the puffer fives were a, a rounded square tail um which for me i've, yeah, ne- yeah, I've never yep. been a fan of a, of a of a rounded square in a not in a fish, fish. Oh, no, right. no, fish so, needs a fish tail yeah definitely but yeah. um so but i've crept back up i went five eight i was five eleven now i've gone back up um to sort of six o's and six ones for my regular boards yeah, I'm, yeah i'm starting to feel it a bit um, with, with the old age catching up and the, and the, I'm hearing you I'm but, hearing um, you so I don't, as I said leaders I, I know if I make a board for myself and it's 6 4 by 20 or 6 4 by 21 yeah. I know that that board even at 6 2 by 21 I know that that board's going to be right if yeah. it's going to be by 2.5 to 2 3 quarter I know the board's right Yeah. I know I've got yeah. plenty of foam in front of me uh, and then you know I've got like my seven foot mini males and that, but um, the last one I made a fish was uh, six three by twenty one, mm. 
So that's the one I took away as well, that uh, yeah, Rob, Rob Hasselhurst Rob, rode. Rob rode, yeah. I didn't get a chance to ride that one. but Not a bad book. Yeah, um, next time. But it's it's 21 wide. And uh, I remember putting the, pup, the first photo of it up on Instagram. Some guy abusing me going, if it's over 510, it's not a fish. And I'm like, eh, uh, it's still a fish. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to... <laughs> I'd, 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 that'd be an argument that I'd be, I'd be picking myself. <laughs> um, I've got a 7 foot 2 MR fish. And yeah. that, that that was my my small way boy, and it still is. And when it's just a bit too small to ride my regular fish, yeah. that board comes out, and I can <laughs> I can ride one foot waves on that and have yeah, a lot exactly. of fun. Exactly. What he didn't realise is all of my boards are generally some type of uh, coastal fish or bird. Yeah. So I've got a spearfish, yeah. a lungfish, a manta ray, mm. and I do one called a. Uh, I don't do a performance shortboard very often, but it's called a Jaeger. And Jaeger is a small um, east coast of Australia bird that's really fast. Mm. Um, And I called one a Jaeger because they're meant to be really fast. So the board's meant to be fast. But I have the lungfish, spearfish, you know, and all the ones that I've done are fish names. So that's the only comeback I had was, well, I name all my boards after fish. I think... That, that 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 sort of talking about board length that's as individual as the individual surface. So, True. Um, if you happen to ride five foot two um, small wave boards, well, that's fine. If you ride five foot eight ones, if you ride some people ride seven foot two, some you know it all comes down to what works for yourself. And but uh, there's lots of different like there are it's so no, many different no options. No right and no wrong. Yeah. There. There's I no right so. and there's no wrong these days. And that's the that's the thing that we're going to try and get through to people is. Yeah. And as you said before, ride heaps of different stuff. Mm. If you're a young surfer, don't get pigeonholed into just riding yeah. shortboards. Get on the different stuff and, and try different boards and mm. try an old seven-foot single fin and, and yeah. see how much fun you can have on a day where you've got a bit of a wall. Like, yeah. You're not going to go vertical on the thing, but you'll get some wicked cutbacks. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty cool. For sure. I think you have to look at um, what works for your, for your own level of, of surfing. You're not going to be able to ride what the what the Kellys and the the no, no. Lowe's and the John Johns ride because they're they're at the elite, they're at the top wow, end, and they what they can do is is beyond the average average person. So <laughs> well beyond me. A little bit more, a little bit more width and a little bit more stability, um, paddling power, and and that's why you need to have a relationship with a shaper, I think, and talk to yeah. someone because if you're just buying them off the rack, it, it's it, it's not as easy well, to you do. Can, you know, you can. Yeah. You you can be buying what the shop wants to sell too, and yeah, we okay. saw that on Facebook the other day. Remember, um, the guy bought a town and country. It was like a seven foot Indo gun. Oh, yeah. is this a really good board this for me to for learn? Learner, yeah, it's just like, oh, I've seen that hell a few no. times. Yeah. Hell no, yeah. it's like no, 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 dude. That is an Indo gun. It's meant to go fast. Yeah, like, it's, and it's big not waves, a, they're not a stable. Board. They're, not, they're not designed for one foot waves. That's for sure. Yeah. So if you want but, to learn, you want the width and you want the thickness. Yeah, as well as some length. Sure. Yeah, you know, we we started surfing on things that were like you know, three, four inches thick almost. Mm. Like they were big single fins, big yeah. wide in the nose, and you could you could just get up on them because a lot of those boards were wider at the front under yeah. your front foot and your chest, so you could actually get up and it was a lot more stable and mm. you could actually learn a lot easier. Yeah, than what you can with these, you know, an Indo gun. Yeah, I mean, and you'd I, see it as a surf coach too. Oh, like, I've I've seen uh, backpackers. Uh, and, and uni students that have gone to bury, they bought them off Gumtree and because it's a seven foot board they, they've been sold I'm not sure the conversation yeah, has gone really, down really but, big um, it's easy to learn it's on. easy to learn on but <laughs> they've turned up with it and you know this guy's my build he's like nearly six foot tall he's, he's 85 90 kilos and he's not going to make that board work because it's not not going to be it's not designed for a beginner it's uh, no yeah alright so now as as Jay Bay's about to start, I'm going to throw out my fantasy picks. Cool. This is very good thing. So the women. So Jay Bay. Okay, so we've gone from Brazil. We've gone from the airs, and geez, that's a quick event, wasn't it? Four oh, days. They wrapped yeah, it up fast. That's, trying to rack my brain to <laughs> when they've to got a contest. Digress. To, to uh, zip it out in such a quick time. Four days. I think that's the way they're doing the double banking and the and the yeah. double the dual heat. Sorry, the dual heat system. I think that's a great idea. If if you can knock it off in, in the swell windows there, yeah. I think it's a win win for everybody. Well, yeah. imagine like some events they've got like a two week window. So imagine you've got three or four days off work. 
you've gone, I'll go to that event. So you mm. travel to the event and you can be there for four days and not see any surfing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think is hard about the CT as opposed to a QS. Mm. You know that QS event's got three days. They're going to get all that surfing done in three yeah. days. So yeah. that's one of the reasons I, I really like the, the QS, um, especially even as a photographer to, to photograph it. I know with the QS, you've got those days locked in mm. and it makes it pretty easy to... Um, to sort of budget your time yeah um but then again when we're talking the ct with the elite level you want those guys and girls you in, want the, in best, the waves. best waves so the best i think waves. i think the waiting period is has been a great option and also scheduling this the the as best as you can in the season the the, the spots that you're going to are in the optimum windows for those spots so it's pointless going to somewhere like the north shore if it's going to be summer and there's no waves there you have to run pipeline yeah, yeah. in the winter winter months obviously because that's the way it works um and i think that when they did go down that path many years ago with the dream tour i think it was a, a step in the right direction oh definitely yeah. definitely but uh yeah it was interesting anyway but jay bay so being a sort of a longer wall and there's going to be a lot more rail riding you generally think there's going to be less airs i know some years there are but there's generally going to be less airs so yeah so for the women i've gone for steph which i think is a safe bet yeah she's pretty good there. always a thread in long point breaks with (laughs) tubes and definitely for sure definitely her her, uh, street yeah i'm going for lakey peterson yep uh courtney conlock and uh, I'm going to throw in a, a bit of a... It gets really hard when you're trying to pick that, what they call a tier C, mm. which is sort of your, your sort of bottom end and your wild cards. But I've gone for a Bianca Butendag, mm-hmm. um, South African, so yep. I think uh, she could go well at home. Yeah. As now, they used to say, those, <laughs> that, those dreaded wild cards at J-Bay that surf the place and just like the yeah. Pipe Masters... With the pipe specialist, oh, you, yeah, don't, you like, don't want to be surfing against the local that surfs that like spot all up the one time. Against one of the hoes or the O'Briens, like, yeah, geez, you sure. asking for trouble. But so in the men's, I've gone for Felipe, uh, Coley Adina, I've got Julian Wilson, I've got Owen, uh, Wade Carmichael, yep. all good rail surfers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Seth Moniz, um as my Hawaiian, bit yep. of a bit of a random. I'm going to stick with Frederica yep. Marais uh, and D'Souza, who's on his bit of a comeback. Yeah, so. yeah, and he did pretty well in, in Brazil. Like, yeah, Mahe, yeah. So that's a good start for him. Mate, he did good. That. Yeah. So they're the picks that I've got. Now, now, this is really funny. So in the men's in Rio, I got 399 points. So my place was number 43,493. <laughs> Which I don't think I was so bad. I thought I had a pretty balanced team, but anyway. Yeah. So that's the third tier that really mm. sort of yeah, get you. Yeah. But in the women, I got two hundred and two points, and my position was three thousand nine hundred and seventy-four. All oh, right, it's in the top four thousand. Yeah, top four. Well, I'll say top four thousand for the well, women. Yeah. So I didn't do too bad there. But in the women, you pick four, mm-hmm. as you can see. Yeah. And in the men, it's a, it's a bit harder. Yeah. You got one, two, three, four, five. So you got eight in the men's. Yeah, looking at the early, this on Magic Seaweed right now, yep. looking at the, the long-range forecast, we set the outer limits because we're still five days away, but the day one of the waiting period, we've got between four to seven foot on okay. the forecast, and the Wednesday between three to five foot for Jeffries. So and the, the winds are looking good too. Yeah, so there's a chance that they can there, but obviously I don't have the the pro version, so I can't go any further ahead <laughs> than that right now. But uh, Damn you, Magic Seaweed. Uh, it's right, like I said, we're a few days out. But um, for the girls, yeah, definitely for me, Steph. Um, uh, Sally, with her confidence boost of win, having the win. Yep. Carissa Moore can never roll, roll, roll her out in, in, in good, powerful, long point yeah, breaks yep. with, with barrels. Um, She'll be running her mink systems. Um, Caroline, the marks, the, the oh, goofy Caroline footer, Rice, yeah. who, who often we, she's been liking a few times to Oki on her back end, so I wouldn't be riding her off in a, in a, in a long, wally. Definitely beautiful, not. beautiful uh, wave like Jeffrey's. And so for the men, yeah, I'd have to um, look at your your picks there for sure. But I'd be. Is there anyone I, that's not okay? So obviously, one that I cop, I, I toyed with was Slater. Yeah. Now yeah. that that was always going to be a tough one. Whether you know, yeah. that'll suit him well. Yeah, yeah. No, my Jul, Jul, um, Julian, I, I always look at for Jeffrey's Bay. Wade Carmichael stands out for me with the rail game. Owen on his back end. 
Ryan Callanan on his back end. He surfs uh, rights really well. Yeah, true. And Kelly, um, he just thrives on that 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 break as well. And Gabriel's pretty strong too. So it's a, I guess it'll come down to what the waves are like and how Owen handles the early early rounds. And but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be for me. Kelly's been on a just trundling along quite well this season, and you know, he needs a breakout. He needs to win an event, I think, to to make a. To climb up there, but oh, I tell you yeah, what, yeah, because you get those points back. Definitely. Some of the boards he's been riding of late, especially the ones with um, the Aper models that I've seen him on, he's looking looking very very threatening again. So looking at who needs a look, Adrian Bucken, Ace Bucken really needs a, a result. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we spoke about Ricardo Christie before, who's yeah. sitting in twenty eighth. He, he actually didn't disappear. He went up a spot at least. Yeah, yeah uh, Griffin's really struggling. He's yeah. he had that injury, mm. uh, but he's had seventeen, seventeenth, and ninth. So mm. he did well in that last yeah. in, in Rio, which wasn't a bad result. Uh, same as Jesse Mendez come ninth. So really, when you're just outside that zone of the qualification, Mendez, Dora, Freestone, mm. Bucking, you know, there's a few. Obviously, Mikey Wright's still injured with that back. Yeah, yeah. Back complaint. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Yeah. But um, and I think uh, Leonardo Fiverant, he's also in he just doing that, rehab. Yeah, he with just had that shirt surgery on his shoulder that popped out again. So it's probably ruling him out for a few. A, yeah. A few do more, you right? do you like? Pull the pin on the season, go away, get it strengthened, because obviously he's, he's dislocated it twice this yeah. year. Well, it, need, it was obviously needing the surgery. I did mm. see him rehabbing the other day with the with the wound sort of there. So uh, they're a tricky one. That could be two or three months at least before that's even remotely. Yeah, but if you don't get it enough. right, it could pop again. Yeah, yeah. So no, you, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want you just listen to the, the doctors and the the experts there and make sure it's right <laughs> before you come back. But. Uh, yeah, you don't want to have shoulder issues and surfers. That's definitely not something you want. When you're, no, when you're, no. And long term too, because that sort of thing can cause you problems later on as well. So you'd want to get that right. Yeah. So speedy recovery to Leonardo. Anyway, hopefully, see him back maybe towards yeah. the end of the end of the season. Hopefully, because um, as I said to to miss out. Hopefully next year that if he does, he'd get one of the injury sort of wild cards. Yeah. The, for the... it depends on the the amount of injuries that they come into the into the season and there's only so many injury wild cards available so and they have to go it's uh can be a tricky one it's gonna be very tricky to see where it goes yeah. but um oh that's uh that's a wrap anything coming up interesting for yourself in the next um, week or so? well school holidays are coming up oh, so, so you'll be flat out oh not so much this time of year busy it's not the busy time of the year in the middle of the the, the winter but um i've got some uh students out from the lions club Yep. Uh, a couple of guys uh, from the rink, from the North Stars, that yep. are involved in the Lions. So I've got some of them coming out later, later uh, early next week. And um, we've just had... Um, yeah, you had yesterday was the interesting one for you. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So we had um, Jan Safar that used to play for the North Stars that, that I've been mates with for four years and been to Paris to watch him play. His uh, coach brought out a team from Montreal. and So it's about 24 people in total with... Uh, siblings and family and, and mums and dads and things and so they've been playing hockey every day and we took them surfing yesterday it wasn't ideal obviously conditions we've been waiting for the swell to drop yeah, for a couple yeah. of days because we did a bit nasty, I looked at the forecast it? and we had that massive north swell which is really really that's one of the worst swells we can have in newcastle because that gets in everywhere yeah that's it. but um we managed to get them in the water yesterday without uh with a bit more of a drop in swell and Not had a lot of smiles. On, oh no, it was good. We had, that, we had we had a good bank at Caves Beach that was that was breaking far enough out so they could catch white water and and um and and do it safely and and have some fun, and uh, and it's been good good to watch them play the, the two games they played in Newcastle. Yeah, but that was uh, just talking to um Frank. That's the owner of the the the, the hockey the hockey group and the the and Jan's coach in the in the French team and uh, he's. Uh, it's good to meet him face to face and get some feedback yeah. from him, and he's really enjoyed himself. And the, the chances are, this could be the start of, of not just one team coming out. Yeah. He's, he's loving the the whole experience of coming to Australia. We could end up with quite a few hockey teams coming uh, out. Yeah, um, quite a few Canadians uh, learning to surf. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing, one last thing before we go, um, just just having a look at the CT rankings for the for the women. So really good for Savannah Lima, 
She's come back from injury. She's had three events, so she's bagged two fifths. She's doing really well. That's As good. I said before, yep. um, Keely Andrew, she's the injury replacement for Tyler Wright, mm-hmm. and she's had like the last three last three results have been ninth, ninth, and third. So she's another one at at thirteen and a half thousand points. Is really only two thousand or actually less out of the top ten which is the qualification mark mm-hmm. for the women. So these next couple of events uh, being especially here and then the the Waipool are really going to start to dictate yeah. who's up and who's down. Yeah, we're getting close to those um, that second part of the season where that's when you start to look, look ahead and go, right, well, who's going to make it and who's going to need results? But... I think consistency is the call, as they always say, and uh, yeah, you'd, I certainly wouldn't want to be chasing results with two or three events to go to get back in. You always have that bubble, no, you've got to... bubble bursting at the end of the season, where yeah. some certain you've got to someone's got to lose for you to get through. I mean, it'd be nice to have destiny in your hands and have your spot sort of yeah, a bit more cause... concrete before you get to. Well, you got those QS events, so they're they're, yeah. they're big points. Yeah, and yeah, we have. You notice the ten thousand Belita, you yeah. know, Geordie Smith surfing it like yeah. a lot of the CT surfers mm. are, are there chasing points. Yeah, because the women do the Corona Open, mm. and then that they're not back till the nineteenth of September, which mm. is when the yeah. event is on in the wave pool. Yeah, but the men have got uh, an event between there, mm. so they finish in J Bay, and they actually head to Tahiti. Yep. Before coming back for the Freshwater Pro, which yeah, is the, the yeah. wave pool event, so and the Tahiti Pro, it's one of my favourites. I love Chiapu, definitely, and definitely. The you know, the, the, I think all the goofy footers can't wait because <laughs> there are a lot more rights than lefts. Not that it yep. really makes a great deal of difference, but um, big, powerful reef break lefts. Um, it's good to see, but. I'm looking forward to Chow as well. But let's get Jeffrey's Bay out of the way. Yeah, let's get Jay Bay. I reckon we're going to have some pumping. Let's hope it's like six to eight foot um, yeah. super tubes. and oh, that, w- that would be sensational. And it'd be, be really good. Um, you know, whoever wins it's definitely going to deserve it. They're going to really want those points. So mm. that's going to be pretty awesome. Cool. Now, as well, I think that's a wrap for episode three. Yeah. Um, hopefully episode four so we had some some interviews planned but it was just um, scheduling and trying to get everything uh, happening at the one time it's been a bit tough so we'll um, probably not next not next week the week after we'll do episode four yep. and hopefully we'll get a bit of a dial-in interview yeah um, hopefully uh, Bormy Sarah Borm will be back from overseas mm-hmm. uh, might try and catch up with her before she heads to the US yeah and uh, well, I might get in redhead and see her and see how she's going. But um, mm. yeah, that's a wrap. Cool. No worries, guys. We'll um, catch you next time.